Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, I went on a uh, Monday afternoon date yesterday. Okay. Because, you know, we old, so we don't have the nanny and stuff all the time. You know, we can't afford to have a live-in nanny like uh, DJ Envy. So we went to the movies yesterday to see Deadpool 2. And I just want to say that Deadpool 2 is very mediocre. And I don't know why y'all mm. didn't tell me that. I didn't see not it. Y'all, I didn't see not it. y'all in the room, but the listeners. You know, all my fellow Marvel heads out there. It was very mediocre. It was okay. It was cool. Okay. I laughed. All right. I chuckled. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What you do, ye? Uh, yesterday, I was I did two episodes of Lip Service, one with Iman Shumpert. And uh, the other one was pretty interesting as well. It was uh, one woman named Keisha. She started her own company because she's a domestic abuse survivor. And she was discussing how she's uh, been dealing with the after effects of that. And then my other friend, Kim Osario, who used to be editor-in-chief of the store, she's going through a pretty tough divorce. So she was just talking about the PTSD that comes from a failed relationship. Oh, damn it. All right. Well, I, I mean, mine wasn't as... Both my kids' uh, birthday, actually, Jackson's birthday is today. London's birthday is Sunday. So we've been celebrating kind of all week. And, you know, they have parties at school, so we had to get the gift bags, the, the you know, ice cream cake, the cupcakes, and there's certain things that you can't have in school because kids are allergic to things now. Oh, yeah. So you got to make sure you follow the rules. So we were making sure everything is good for his birthday. I'm about to call him in a little bit, wish him a happy birthday. So and- wait a second. That means you and Gia normally celebrate having sex around what time that you have two kids with birthdays? A year or two days apart? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You celebrate having sex. What's that mean? That means they have sex. You know, you can tell when it might have been like a special occasion. They had sex that day. Or nine months before the time. I don't know if it was a special occasion or if it was the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Ah, the festival. festival. You have have an anniversary of when you shot the club up? No, she's saying that. Oh, yeah, that's iHeart Festival. Yeah, we we usually, you know... Nine months ago, they had sex. At the iHeart Radio Music Festival. They only have sex once a year? No, never mind. <laughs> we always have a kid around June-ish, and that's because of the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We usually get drunk and just go eight-ish. Oh. And so they have sex in September, and then in June, they have babies. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Which sounds way more exciting when it's going down than it did just now. But she's the one that, that mapped it out. But you know iHeartRadio Music Christ. Festival, you go there, you have a good time, you're usually drunk, maybe a little smoke, You notice know, there's something. always a lot of September just... babies. That's because people have sex around the holidays a lot and get pregnant around that time. Mm-hmm. So that's all. All right. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, that's usually how I got five. I mean, I don't really plan it. It just happens, you know. I, I don't pull out. I just just go with it. Just go. All right. All right. That's pretty accurate. What? What's pretty accurate? What's pretty accurate? That's pretty accurate. 
Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, pretty accurate. Let's get the show cracking. Jay yeah. Prince will be in the building this morning. Yes, OG he will. Jay Prince, founder of Rapper Lot Records. His son Jazz Prince brought Drake to him. He signed uh, Drake. Mm-hmm. Everybody's upset with Jay Prince. They feel like Jay Prince is uh, copping fle- copping pleas for Drake. Mm. Like they they say that he's uh, giving Drake an out. But I told y'all since last week, there was only one way for Drake to handle this situation, mm-hmm. and that was to tap out, because he has everything to lose. And nothing to gain in this situation. Right. And he doesn't give a F less than Pusha T does. And you never go to war with somebody who gives a F less than you. The only thing about Drake is he might give a, a, a F less now because everything is what out. Well, here's the thing. What does Michelle Obama say? When they go uh when they go what is low. It? when they go low, you go, go high. high. Right. But I don't believe in it. I believe that you take it to the floor with them. He might lot, as well. Everything people, is out. But a lot of people don't feel that way. That's what Jay Prince feels. He feels like Drake shouldn't take it to the floor with Pusha. Nah, B. Nah. Listen, I can see it both ways, but if I was Drake, I wouldn't do it either, though. i tap out. Okay. All right. Well, we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. He just tapped out. We'll tell you what he's done now because people ain't trying to party with him. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, uh, game three of the NBA is actually tomorrow night. The uh, Warriors take on Cavaliers in Cleveland, so we'll see how that uh, holds up. Yeah, hurry up and get this over with, man, please, so LeBron can figure out what he wants to do next year with the rest of his life. All right, please. Uh, now, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, G. Yes, Donald Trump has canceled the Philadelphia Eagles' visit to the White House, but it didn't matter because most of them weren't planning on coming anyway, so ha-ha. Now, he put out a statement. The Philadelphia Eagles are unable to come to the White House with their full team to be celebrated tomorrow. They disagree with their president because he insists that they proudly stand for the national anthem, hand on heart, in honor of the great men and women of our military and our and the people of our country. The Eagles wanted to send a smaller delegation, but the 1,000 fans planning to attend the event deserve better. Donald Trump, the type to break up with a girl after the girl tells him she wants to see other people. Mm. You know, I want to see other people. No, you know what? I think we should break up. I think it's over. Now, Tory Smith from the Eagles, well, he was on the Eagles when they won the championship. He tweeted out, so many lies. Here are some facts. Not many people were going to go. No one refused to go simply because Trump insists folks stand for the anthem. The president continues to spread the false narrative that players are anti-military. There are a lot of people on the team that have plenty of different views. The men and women that wanted to go should have been able to go. It's a cowardly act to cancel the celebration because the majority of the people don't want to see you. To make it about the anthem is foolish. Now, Senator Bob Casey, who is a Pennsylvania Democrat, said, I'm proud of what the Eagles accomplished this year. I'm skipping this political stunt at the White House and just invited the Eagles to Congress. How about a tour of the Capitol? I wonder if you're a Jehovah Witness and you're in those situations that you have to, uh, do, are they going to force them to pledge allegiance to the flag? Because I grew up Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. We didn't pledge to the flag. Right. You know? I think anybody who kneels they're going to try to find, I guess. They, I, I don't think there's a reason why. You can't find me at the White House. Oh, no, not at the if White I House. I kneel at the White House, or I refuse to pledge at the White House. Nah, just on, on the field. Now, what else are we talking about, Ye? iOS 12 is when Apple has now put out a uh, brand new software, and basically it uh, has a tech addiction tool. That's them responding to criticisms that shareholders were worried about phone addiction, so it's going to track how much time you spend on your mobile device and how you spend it. They're going to give you a daily breakdown of that. Also, they're going to have a Memoji. I know you guys, if you have the iPhone X, you have the Animoji. I don't know if you guys have used that with the little animals and it no, mimics your that. voice and you can record. It's cute. Well, now they have a Memoji, so you can create a cartoon version of yourself 
And you can select all of the skin color, freckles, hairstyle, head shape, and all of that. All right. They're taking this artificial intelligence thing with social media too far. I can't believe you guys don't use animals. You also group FaceTime. You can now uh, do a video chat with up to 32 people. Why? Who? Why? Why would you want to do such a thing? Who? Then they also have augmented reality. So you can, say, turn your phone into a ruler and do things like that and um, they're going to make all kinds of different apps with yeah. Lego and you know. so you give me a tech addiction app but then you give me more apps to be addicted right. to because it's not the goddamn phone that you're addicted to it's the apps on the phone but the FaceTime thing could be good think about if you no. have family in Virginia and you got family in Brooklyn no. you could you could see them all at once that's pretty good that's, that's dope when the last time you've seen all your family face to face like that except for you, you I'm, t- I'm not talking about your immediate family right. I'm talking about all the extras I mean, you usually see them either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Exactly. Okay, I see them face-to-face Thanksgiving, Christmas. Ain't no need for y'all to be 32 people on my phone on a random Monday. Well, they did also announce some new privacy and anti-tracking features that are going to be coming as well. And Apple TV, you no longer need to log with a cable account over and over again to get content via Apple TV. They have a new zero sign-on feature that will detect if you're on your cable provider's broadband and sign you automatically into apps that require a cable subscription. Yeah, they needed that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's okay. front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. I'm a little upset because Rich Homie Daquan texted my phone yesterday. Rich the I, kid? And I don't know how Rich Homie Daquan the kid got my number. Oh, what'd he say? When he I, I, don't want, I don't want Rich Homie Quan kid to have my phone. His name is Rich the kid. What'd he say when he texted your phone? He said, yo. He gonna pull up. Hey, man. I seen your video this morning. Uzi never punched or swung at me. He wasn't even one of the people there. It was seven versus a nigga swung with a knife. If you go say it, no. What'd that mean? If you're going to say know. it, I guess know the facts. That's what he put. And he put SMH 100. That means he's going to pull up on you. Yeah, all right. That's not what that means. <laughs> Shut up. You're going to get shot by a white man in the suit. No, you're going to get shot by a white man in the suit. Nobody going to hashtag your name. And get it off your okay. chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, yo, this is Dante from Milwaukee. What's up? Dante, get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man, I just want to say uh, y'all be hating on my cousin Fred from Milwaukee, right? Oh, man, God. Man, I'm trying to do positive things, sir. How, we hate on, how do we hate on Fred? That's our guy. No, not you. Amy said he was a weirdo. Which one? Where's Fred? Fred to try to Fred get sex all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's super aggressive and super hyper. Fred's a good dude. He's a little weird. Yeah, when when you're in the middle of the Time's Up Me Too movement and you got a call up here being sex, you got a guy calling up here being sexually aggressive every morning, it's not the smartest thing in the world, sir. Neither is you. Okay. But anyway, y'all have a blessed day. I just wanted to get off my chest, man. Y'all give him a break. Uh, I'm going to give him a break y'all and I'm going to give him a donkey word. today when he catch a rape charge. <laughs> have a blessed day. Hello, who's this? Yo, MV, big chocolate and toe sucker. How we doing, gang? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Nothing funny. No, nothing funny. It's a serious stuff great today. Great cast of callers. All right, what's up, chocolate and toe sucker? know about this. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, years ago, we were talking about this thing with Roseanne and the offensive stuff. Years ago, he was on a show called The Man Show, and he's dressed up in blackface making fun of Carl Malone, an ex-NBA player. And here he is this week 
right, hosting all the NBA players, got all the NBA, NBA players on his show. We need to boycott his show, don't watch it, them players need to tell that Hollywood honky Jimmy Kimmel to kiss their black ass and don't do his show. What do you think? You want us to boycott Jimmy Kimmel's show now for something he did 12 years ago? Absolutely, Charlamagne. Come on, the guy should have known. No, been we, 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 I'm not with all this retroactive re retribution, bro. I'm I mean, not with all I that. Mean, you do, I if you do only one, you got to do with everybody. The word is born. You I'm not with, with Bill that. Bill Cosby, they did it with... Uh, Harvey Weinstein, they, is, if you did it... Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein is different. Foul. No, you can't, no, you can't no. say because they did it 20 years ago it doesn't mean nothing no, now. Don't, no, don't lump rapists in with what Jimmy Kimmel did. It what Jimmy matter. Kimmel did, because somebody could do that with you because you've said some crazy stuff on the radio before 10 years ago when you was with Ms. Jones. Yeah, maybe. All right, right then, knock it off, so man. You don't do that. You go on his show, Charlemagne? You go huh? on his show? No, I've never been on Kimmel's show. I'm saying, would you, knowing this now, you would go on his show? Yes. yes. And he's just doing it for ratings, B. Come on, Let me ask a question. Do you listen to Howard Stern? You ain't that much of a dum-dum. No, no, I, I don't listen to Stern. Oh, okay. Stern did blackface back in the day, too, on P.D. Well, Green show bigots, years ago. Man, you know, a bigot's a bigot, man. You know, you you, you go you go see Marvel movies. If it walks like a duck, did you, did like you a see duck, the did you, did you see the latest Avengers movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. who played Iron Man, he was in a he was in what you I don't even I don't even know if you recall what Jimmy Kimmel did blackface, but uh, no, Robert Downey know, Jr. Pull, pull did that right before. Pull up, pull up the file. Yeah. I saw that right I saw that picture before. You down with Viacom, right? So you know my contract's actually up in a couple weeks. I'm about oh, okay. to be down with somebody else. Tell him to hire me, huh? <laughs> Get off my guy. phone, man. I do I'm not with this retroactive retribution. If it's, a, if it's a serious case like Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, where they rape and sexual assault, yes. yes. But for Jimmy Kimmel dressing up like Carl Malone and painting his skin uh, brown or whatever to look more like See, Carl that's Malone. that's a little different because that was a skit and he was being called, that's he what was I'm acting Carl That's not blackface. That's, that's what I'm not saying. Blackface. That's like Marlon. looking at it right now. That's, that's like Marlon and Sean doing white chicks. Right. That's not, no. No, that's no. not that's that's not blackface. Him dressing up as Carl Malone, I don't think that's blackface. I don't think so either. Just like when uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in Tropic Thunder and he, what was he pretending? Was he supposed to be black in that movie or Dominican or something? I didn't think that was crazy either. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. JC, you get it off your chest. All right, man. So today is the day of all days. Got to go report to the local county. They put out a warrant for my arrest for something I did not do, uh, and that is that's not a typical. I just I didn't do it. I'm innocent. That's a real. I'm innocent. I like every guy in jail who's innocent. You know what I mean? What happened? What Tell me, man. I can't really go into specifics, but I basically somebody made up a story on me to get out of jail. They signed papers and they got out of jail based on a story. Ah, uh, so somebody uh, snitched on you so they could get a deal. Yeah, basically somebody snitched on me for something I did not do. So what, did, what, did, what did they say you didn't do? What they what they said was that I I did some type of uh, of like harassment or something. You know what I mean? I can't really go into specifics on something open, but I, I think you did it. It, it is it's not open if you go into jail. You I know think that. you did it. Word is bomb. <laughs> no, it's not a sentence. There's a there's a warrant, man. So I can't. Oh, really oh you're just gonna turn yourself in for a warrant? Okay. Yeah, so I gotta go show up. I heard about it like you know just now. Gotta you, go show up and let me ask you a question. Do you think you did it? No, definitely not. <laughs> Well, good luck to good you. Luck, bro. lying on me to get out of jail and put me in there. That's what it is. I'm trying yep. to think if I ever heard a situation of a person saying, yeah, I'm turning myself in for a warrant. I did it. <laughs> does, anybody, does anybody ever do it? Hello. Hello. Walker, what's up? Get it off your chest. Let's get it on our chest. Too many people are being abducted unlawfully, so I decided to call in based on my own situation. Abducted by aliens or what? Ball. What kind of abduction? Say again? What kind of abdu abduction? Oh, boy. Modern-day abduction. Um, let's say... A group of white people don't like what you're doing, and they snatch you out your house off their network. 
Oh, <laughs> no doubt. That happened. That, what? I'm, I'm confused. What happened? Some white people just snatched you at your house? They didn't just do it. They've been doing it to a lot of people. Uh, let, let me introduce myself more better. I own a company called Corporate Marketing Group, returned to CMG. I did a hosting of Inauguration Ball with, you know, some of Clear Channel, some of Radio 1. And after I did the event, I noticed that I was being attacked through my business's bank accounts. So when I approached the persons attacking me um, at a younger age, what they decided to do was to set me up. Uh, my company at that time was missing hundreds of thousands. And to set me up, what they did is the, the lady threatened me a couple times to stop investigating her tampering with my account. She put my social security okay. number on my business's bank account right after I did an inauguration ball. So she said that for booking the artist I booked, that I committed a crime. What artist did you book? Well, I hosted an event with uh, Kim Kardashian and LL Cool J um, in D.C. I'm trying to care here. You got to make me care. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I need you, you to get to You got to make me it. care. I don't care. Why am I Why am I not caring? So get to the point. What happened? So the point is, now that I caught him, I'm still after him. He said, why am I mad? I'm mad because we're being abducted maliciously inside the court system. I'm mad because people aren't really exercising their voice or really caring. I'm mad because it's easy for us to be taking a snatch at our home without having a voice. And so I'm so calling white people are just white people are just snatching up black people out of their houses, what you're telling us this morning. Are they? You know, we're on the radio, why not? So I study law now. So do you know that just altering and changing your name or identity in a court case is a crime? Do you know how many people do that to get out of a court case? We're all affected by it. Why do you care? Because we're trying to figure out why we keep... Hold on, hold on one second, sir. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. Put him on. Why, 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 you, why, why are you still asking him questions? I ain't had breakfast yet this morning. It's too deep questions. for me this morning. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know where he's trying to take us this morning. I'm just not why you, ready. Why, why, why you asking him questions? I'm just admitting I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's not <laughs> I, time I was, yet. It's I was done two minutes that. ago. That's why I stopped. I don't do conspiracy theories till Thursday, man. Oh, my goodness. All right, well... Yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yeah, we do. Let's talk about the Made in America Festival. I'm sure y'all care about that. We'll tell you who's headlining. I had a great time when I went to that festival last year. Also, we'll be talking about Janet Jackson. She called the cops, and we'll tell you why. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne mm-hmm. the God, we are the Breakfast Club. What's happening? Good morning. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, it looks like Kanye's album, Ye, is going to be the number one debut on the charts. According to industry forecasting, they're saying that his album may launch with about 175,000 equivalent album units for the first week. So if that does happen, this will be his eighth number one album. Well, apart from me being on Good Music's payroll, I like the Ye Project. You on Good Music payroll too? Yes. Cardi B and Kanye? Yes. Wow. And, And the reason I call it a project is because it's very hard to call seven songs an album. So I will say I enjoy the seven pro- the seven song project Kanye released. I, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. I, I think it, it you know what? I feel like it feels like an incomplete thought. Like I don't know if seven songs necessarily works for Kanye. I think he needs at least nine to get his point across. But I like Ghost Town. I like Yikes. I like Violent Crimes. Dope. I like No Mistakes. I, I personally dig it. But it does feel like an incomplete thought. All right. Well, if he is number one, then he'll be tied with Eminem for the second most number ones by a hip hop act. Who do you think is number one? Jay-Z. Yep, Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z got 14. 14? Mm-hmm. I was about to say 13. All right, Little Scrappy was hospitalized over the weekend. He was found nearly unconscious and seriously injured. He was in a bad car accident. 
Now, what sources are saying that he was with a friend, Casino Roulette. They were leaving the King of Diamonds strip club in Miami. Mm-hmm. And Scrappy believes that his friend fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah. But uh, cops did list Scrappy as a driver in the crash. But whatever happened, they did crash into a pole. The car was totaled. Now, Scrappy posted... Man, God is great. I can't even show you the car. Thank God for giving me a fam and people that ride with me. Casino Roulette in here hurt too. We effed up, but God saved our lives. God is great. Mercy, grace. I'm blessed with a wife and a daughter to help me back up. Now, what time of day was that? Um, It was early in the morning. Even the strip so club. They, yeah. So probably yeah. five morning. in the morning, six in the morning. I don't have those problems. Right. Five in the morning, I'm driving to work. All right. We're glad <laughs> they're okay. At least alive. Absolutely. All right. After Made in America Festival sleep, is happening and Nicki Minaj is one of the headliners along with Post Malone. Meek Mill will be performing as well. He's been announced. Miguel, Janelle Monet, Little B. Amara La Negra will be performing too mm-hmm. at the Made in America Festival. Well, Rich the Nikki? Kid, Black Boy JB. Yeah, Black Boy JB. Hold on. What now? Rich the Kid will be performing and also Black oh, Boy it's JB. okay. It's not like y'all just talk about the same person. I was like, what? <laughs> Rich the Kid, Black Boy Rich JB? Rich the Kid, Black Boy JB. I'm like, he added that much to his name now, too? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ty no. Dolla Sign, Belly. But what were you going to say, Charlamagne? Will Nicki and Meek do their All Eyes on You collaboration? That would be nice. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. But there's different stages and different days. Oh, they both going to be on the main days. stage. But it is two days. Oh, so it's different days. Yeah, yeah it's different okay, days. Gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. It could be different days. They could be performing on different days. So it days. looks better on paper than it actually is, because I thought that was a whole one-day event. But it could happen. would be there. Alessia Cara, uh, Black would be performing also. So it should be good. Saweetie. All right, Janet Jackson called the cops to do a welfare check on her one-year-old son. With, Why with, Janet's son on welfare? No. To check stupid. on the welfare, the well-being of Uh-oh. her child. Now, what happened was that uh, her baby daddy, her estranged husband was allegedly showing some aggressive behavior, which was concerning to the nanny, so much that the nanny actually alerted Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson did call the police to check up on their one-year-old, and law enforcement sources said that she was worried that he was using drugs around her child. Fortunately, when the cops showed up, they didn't find anything out of the norm. I wonder what the nanny called uh, aggressive behavior. I have no idea. It must have been something. For her to call home, it must have been something. To call the cops. No, no. Well, the nanny called Janet. Oh, yeah, to call Janet. Mm -hmm. All right, Kevin Hart is the first U.S. comedian to sell over one million tickets with his irresponsible tour. Dropping a clues box for Kevin Hart. Congrats to Kevin Hart. Yes, over across 15 countries, and so congratulations to him. It's only been six months, and he sold over one million tickets. And Thursday, he'll also be making history. He's going to be the first African-American comedian to headline the Hollywood Bowl as a solo act. I also would like to say, one reason that we have to commend Kevin Hart is because when Kevin Hart got caught up in his scandal, Kevin Mm -hmm. Hart owned it. Mm -hmm. Made a whole tour about it. He didn't run from it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He didn't make no excuses. He didn't lie about it. He just lived his truth. And when you do that, you just keep it moving with your life. Keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? People either mm-hmm. accept it or they don't. When you lie, like if my parents used to tell me, you tell one lie, you got to tell another lie to cover that lie. I mean, you got to tell another lie mm-hmm. to cover that up. And you just dig yourself a deeper hole. He did none of that, and that's why he's still clean out here in these streets. All right. Well, congratulations to Kevin. We need new laptops. Just put that out there. You know what? <laughs> you know what, Yee? That's why, I, that's why you're the brains of this operation. Kev, <laughs> Kev, you gave us new oh, chairs before. <laughs> you just sold a million tickets. We need new laptops. It took us like man. a year to get those chairs, Just though. three so of them. So what? Just three new, fresh took laptops. It took us a year Beggars to get those can't be chairs. Choosy. Listen, this is iHeart we like, Radio, but the heart is Kevin Hart. Okay? We would like we some need... upgraded laptops. What are these? We'll get it in 2020. Are we on Kevin Hart's payroll, too? No. In a way. Oh. 
I guess in a way. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Hey, we need laptops. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and <laughs> we that ain't too is proud your to break. All right. report. We're the new goodness. TLC. Oh, my All goodness. Right. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we have the founder of Rap-A-Lot Records, OGJ Prince. Prince. Now, for all you newbies to the Breakfast Club, this is Jay Prince's uh, second time here Correct. on the Breakfast Club. I don't know why everybody thinks this is the. F- yeah, we were actually in Houston. We were actually in Houston mm-hmm. and he was on the Breakfast Club before. Bright mm-hmm. and early. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll kick it with him when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. OGJ Prince. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back, sir. Hey, man. It's a pleasure and honor once again. Jay Prince is finally uh, telling his story, sharing yeah. with the world some of that game with the yeah. art and science of respect. Yeah. Your new book. Well, what's your definition of respect? It's a deep thing. I name my book The Art and Science of Respect because I feel like there's an art and a science to respect. And, you know, it's just like it's an art and a science to cooking. You know what I mean? And uh, the art part of it is... Uh, you know, the artistic part of of things you imagine. You know what I mean? And then the science is the knowledge, the numbers that go into accumulating the art. So it all sums up the respect with me, and it's a humility thing where respect is concerned, where you are, it's something you, I believe, you have to give in order to receive. You know, it's not a one-sided show. So to sum it all up, that's what respect is to me. Mm-hmm. Man, if you ain't re- if you don't got an audio book, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. You, if you- <laughs> yeah, no, no, I definitely have audio book. I'm I'm narrating it. You know what I mean? In my voice, and uh, it's live and uncut. Now, there's a lot of information in this book, and um, it starts off with, of course, you as a, a youngster and how you grew up and you were raised. Was it hard for you to tell some of those really personal stories about your mom? About you know knowing who your father was and all of that? Yeah, well, I can't necessarily say it was hard, but I went to some dark places. But it all summed up to what shaped and molded me to who I am today. Mm-hmm. Well, what what exactly happened in, in, in the closet? Oh, man. The <laughs> closet uh, was a situation where I made one of the most important decisions of my life. It was where I transitioned from the street to corporate America. It, it it wasn't an easy decision, you know what I mean? It was a decision that was uh, spiritual to me because, you know, when I was in the game, you know, I, I was a pray- I always been a praying man, right? And my thing was, God, give me a sign before you take my freedom or take my life. So in that closet, I was in front of that sign. What was the sign? Well... <laughs> I love you. You you asked all the right questions, man. (laughs) All the right questions. The sign was it was time for my ass to think longevity. I was finna self-destruct. You know what I mean? If I don't make the transition, then I I wouldn't be sitting here today. Were you having somewhat of a a breakdown while you were in the closet? I don't. I wasn't sure if somebody was looking for you or something had happened. Well, explain explain to people what the closet is because a lot of people. Oh, we don't want to no tell them too idea. much because it's in the book. It's the very beginning closet, of the book. Yeah. Wanna, they're going to want to understand what what that saying means that yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, just like I said, in that closet, it was a point where it was a life or death situation. It's hard for me to go into details about it because I'm free. 
gotcha. want to stay that way, oh, okay. right? Gotcha. So, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. I I think I said it, you know, very well. I I had to what you call sh- get off the pot. Best decision I made in my life. One thing I like about that story, you asked God for sp- something specific. You said if you bless me with this music thing, then you get your your act together. And then I think jazz was on your lap in the closet, right? Yeah, yeah. Jazz was a newborn baby, and you know. Part of my main decision for making that was for my kids. You know, it was a time in my life I didn't care. I was in the street to die. You know what I mean? It didn't matter to me. But it's a beautiful thing, you know, to look at your kids and say, okay, I'm going to do this for y'all. How did you know the music was the way out? Well, I didn't really know the music was the way out. Not a guarantee thing, you know what I mean? I was in the music game uh, for a while, maybe a few years prior, and uh, I knew it was legal. I knew that it was a million-dollar plan for you. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to be a millionaire. So, and, and also I had love for music, you know what I mean? I was what one would call a Motown baby, you know, so I I had a love for music. So <clears throat> I, I, I think I made a good decision. When you think of the significance of that moment, Jazz was with you. Jazz eventually discovered Drake. Drake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you don't make the right decision in that moment, you probably don't get Drake later. It was a lot of them came before Drake, you know what I mean? So if if, if I don't make that decision, then, you know, my whole ass is, is, you know what I mean, off the rail. For people that don't know, who was the the first artist when you decided to leave the streets and and start the company? Who was the first artist that you said, I'm putting everything behind? Uh, Your brother. (laughs) Well, yeah, most definitely, Sir Rap-A-Lot. I actually went into the music game because of my brother. You know, I didn't want my brother in the street. So, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to set this up for you. Mm-hmm. You do this, and I'm going to do what I do. But my brother, you know, he ended up getting a 20-something-year sentence. You know, I couldn't leave the other homies out because I had gave him my word. It was from keeping my word that uh, really made all this happen. You're big about keeping your word. Yeah. In this industry, is a lot of people that never keep their word. Right. So how do you maneuver in the industry with so many people that it's totally different from the streets where people flim-flam, they don't keep their word, they lie, they, yeah. they're not honorable? Yeah. Well, one of the hardest adjustments I had to make was in hip-hop. You know what I mean? Being from the streets and having a certain code uh, that you live by and then coming into this world, I had to really humble myself and adjust to uh, actors and to a whole lot of things that, you know, I wasn't used to adjusting to. But I tell everybody, from humbling myself and, and you know what I mean, adjusting to the environment that I chose to be in, I was blessed beyond my expectation. Now, can you talk about separating friendship from business? Because I know sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Because there's people that you work with, like Andre Ward as a boxer, that you might establish this connection with, but then when it comes down to the business, things end up getting a little funny. A lot of the artists I worked with, I didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) Like personality-wise or musically? Uh, Well, I had to like them musically to invest in them, but personality-wise, I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. You don't strike me as the type of person to deal with somebody that you couldn't... Rocking a lot personally. of, a lot of, wow. you know what I mean? Because business is business. Long as it's a mutual respect, I'm good. You was instrumental in Floyd Mayweather's career early on too, right? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I managed Floyd Mayweather for for four years. Why didn't that work out? Well, it did work out. It worked <laughs> out for four years. Okay, you know what I mean. It worked out for four years, and 
you know, after my contract was up, Floyd, you know, moved on to other things. Now right, we got more with Jay Prince when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have founder of Rap-A-Lot Records, Jay Prince in the building. Charlamagne? You talk about, uh, I guess, you know, business and bad business. Birdman owed you $12 million. He gave you a million of it. <laughs> Has he paid you the rest yet? Well, that's not that's not totally true. Cash money, them is is much more than that, and I would have to say he paid more than a million. But you know that's uh, some business that's you know being talked about right now, and is actually moving along a better rate, respectable pace. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> because uh, ain't no man gonna cheat my son, as I always tell him, do right by us. That that definitely affected y'all friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know these guys was. Uh, I inspired them. Y'all heard them mm-hmm. say it with their own mouth. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I consider them uh, Cash Money, Master P, Tony Draper. Which I, them were my students in the game. You know what I mean? I shared wisdom. I shared information. And then I went on as sharing my son to be a part of uh, a business situation where they're concerned. And uh, I believe it's going to end well. Why, why didn't you... You ever put Drake out yourself? Why? Why did y'all go that route? Because you you could have. Yeah, I moved on to boxing, and uh, you know my son Jazz Prince, you know the one that discovered Drake was hanging with Lil Wayne. You know he and Lil Wayne was cool, and I feel like it was a good opportunity for them to, uh, you know, move forward and do what they wanted to do together. We we recently heard you tell Drake not to reply to Pusha T. You said Pusha was disrespectful. In the beef, but but, yeah. but Drake was being disrespectful too about calling his bringing up his fiance. Well, it's one thing to bring up a fiance; it's another thing to be vulgar. You know, I I feel that Pusha T was disrespectful, and he had crossed the line where music was concerned because he went to mama. You know what I mean? He went to daddy. He went to a man that's dying, that's sick. It's no question mark in my mind that that's disrespectful. And, and was your reasoning because you've seen it play out like this before? Because everybody says you warned Diddy and Big about about being in L.A. at the time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I um, actually turned my whole bus around. I was, you know, a long ways out. And just to go back to Puffy and Biggie and let them know what I had felt and the things that I heard in the street, which was it wasn't safe for Biggie to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I went there and explained that to uh, Puffy, you know, they was doing their business, and I got through with Puffy. I went in the, in the bus with Biggie and explained it to him, and, you know, I was at peace at that point, you know what I mean, because I had done what I could do, but uh, as we all know, the end wasn't well. Right. So you think when it gets to that point where people start calling moms out and dads out and family, it could get to that oh, point? Oh, no doubt about it, yeah. you know what I mean? when. We all from the hood, right? And when you cross certain lines in the hood, fights, killings take place. Like, I know Drake's dad. I know his mom. You know, I know 40. So if that had been kept between he and Drake, then that's one thing. That's a level playing field of me. But to take it there, you know, that's a pig pen mentality. And uh, we can't go there for a combination of reasons. Is Drake taking your advice? Because the rumor is he already has a song. And Lil Wayne is involved. I don't know about Lil Wayne, but he definitely 
was cocked and loaded. He definitely was ready to fire. And I would say this, me and Kanye had spoke. This could have been a career-ending situation where he concerned. And it also could have damaged, uh, I think, a whole lot of uh, livelihood where, where people are concerned. I mean, Kanye's career would have been over. Well, for sure, I feel like he would have been twisted with this one. And it wouldn't have been good for Pusha either. So, you know, with that being said, we we not here to, not in that manner, not in the pig pen style. When, 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 when one hits you with bullets, it's not too many places to go but get down you know what I mean? Yeah, in the mud. And, and that ain't Drake character. Special Agent Jack Schumacher, he was leading an investigation against you, and he killed six people in the line of duty, all of which he was investigating. Did you think they put him on your case to take oh, you out? No doubt about it. Mm. No doubt about it. And uh, I think the number is eight instead of it was six. eight? Oh, damn. Yeah. This was a hitman. They chose him and the agent, Chad Scott, who is uh, presently, uh, I think he'd been indicted on 13 cases. They put both of these guys on me to wipe me out. And I say that because, you know, one night I left my, my company, Rap-A-Lot, and a DPS agent pulled behind me. It was the first time that I ever been stopped one time and told to go to another destination to stop again. Mm. But this other spot they wanted me to go to was dark in a McDonald's parking lot, but deep in the McDonald's parking lot, and it was dark. And I saw two cars over there, so... You know, I had homies follow me because they sent several threats to me about what they was going to do to me. As I pulled over and I looked in that parking lot, I'm, like, I'm not pulling in that parking lot. I'm going to go over here to this uh, this service station. Pull f***ing over on the loudspeaker he talked. I said, no, nah, I'm going to go across here. So I went across the Shell service station, and the officer got out the car and was like, uh, you were swerving. I said, what's problem officer I say no nah, I wasn't doing no swerving why you didn't pull over where I told you to pull over I say sir I didn't want you to think I was trying to hurt you in that dark and I didn't want to think you was trying to hurt me mm. what's the problem you were swerving I say no nah, you got the wrong man I don't drink I don't even smoke I wasn't swerving at that time he asked me where are your guns I say my guns is under my seat I say my hands is on the steering wheel what would you like me to do how much money you have in your pocket? I say, well, you need some money or something? Why you asking me about my money? So I got out the car, right? To make a long story short, you know, I'm, I'm watching his eyes, so I see him looking over at these guys. And I think some kind of move was made because one of the guys, Chad Scott, pulled over, and the man had, like, football paint on his eyes and an army fatigue suit, you know what I mean? He whispered something in his ear, and at that point, you know, they decided to give me a warning ticket. But when I got home, my bullets, a few of my bullets was missing out of my gun because he searched my car, right? You know, I, I, I went home and thought, I don't know what they was trying to do to me in that dog, but it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was before I hired an investigator to investigate Schumacher. After the fact of hiring an investigator and, and investigating him, that's when the information came out. This man been killing people. You know, we, we interviewed his lieutenant. The lieutenant said he never trusted him. This was a retired uh, uh, lieutenant. I never trusted him. The murders that he committed was always questionable, but the guys that he killed couldn't talk. So all I could see was myself being in that situation and with me having weapons. Bam, he reached for a weapon. 
You know what I mean? So over a decade later, now the very uh, uh, DEA agents, FBI agents reaching out to me to assist them with their own. It's a it's an interesting thing. Whatever happened to that agent? One of them got reprimanded at the time because when they went to his office, they found a Rapalite piece in his desk. The other one got put on a desk job, and ultimately they moved both of them out of Houston because they didn't want us to run into one another. Because what I'd done was I went to Washington, D.C. I wanted to document that I was in fear of my life. So I put them on notice. Y'all got a hit man out here that's trying to do me. Don't be mad if I come out on top. Mm. <laughs> and the other one went to Louisiana, and that's who's indicted, Chad Scott, right now, 13 counts of just screwing over people, you know, taking their money, taking their drugs, you know, uh, uh, abusing his authority in every kind of way you can think of. Now, we got more with Jay Prince when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, founder of Rap-A-Lot Records. Jay Prince is in the building. Charlamagne? You know, it was a rumor back in the day <laughs> that you gave presidential candidate Al Gore 200 grand <laughs> as a campaign donation to make the drug investigation go away. Right, right. All of that was a part of the conspiracy to try and railroad me. And and that went on at church. You know what I mean? I pulled up at church one morning, and, and Al Gore was at the church. You know, my pastor, Pastor West, told me, I want you to meet vice president. So when I pulled up, I observed body language, you know, these people with glasses and different things looking my way. Secret service? No, it was fed. Mm. They wasn't with, you know what I mean? But I'm watching them. So I went and heard the sermon and right after the sermon, I left. Did you at least tithe? Yeah, I tithe. You know <laughs> what I mean? Church, yes. yeah, yeah, I tithe, you know what I mean? But I had never even voted in my life at the time. I'm like, you know, I don't have to meet him. But What's erotic about this story is I was right. You know, when I got the transcripts, you know, and, and read what was happening, I was being monitored, suspect just pulled in the parking lot. Wow. Getting out of the car. It was a conspiracy going on to take a picture of me and Al Gore, and I think it had a lot to do with... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Ross Perot. Ross Perot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ross Perot, because that following Monday, you know, they had this big thing on me out of the Dallas Morning News. Okay, this man has uh, then donated a quarter million dollars to stop this from happening. Total lie. Mm -hmm. Now, now, when when six nine uh, was was taking shots at at, at your son and, and even you, yeah, how was that ended? The rainbow head guy, right? Yeah. That's who we're talking. Yes, about. sir. Okay, uh, I always go to the top, right? Because I feel like that guy, you know, is somewhat of a pawn being programmed by whoever is uh, over him. So the guy that say he had respect for me, and and, and and then out the side of his mouth, he invited my son to all of his private parts. You know what I mean? Ultimate uh, disrespect. You know, where I'm from, you know, we don't do that. We don't we don't want no man sucking on us and different things. Like my father that. said, when you do that, that you, you better be prepared to die or kill when you invite a man to your it's private parts. It's a true statement. But the reality of that is, that little guy, you know, he come to Houston all the time. And if I really had a problem with him, the very people he come to Houston to visit would give him to me. So what my son then was doing was really showing him respect when they told him, okay, you can't just come to our party, you know what I mean, uninvitedly. 
and let him walk out of there nicely. That was a that was a form of respect because uh, it's hard when a man you know is campaigning the way this this guy campaigns. Eventually, he's gonna get elected. So you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't have a man you know beside you uh, with all that campaigning and you know a bullet might fly from somewhere and hit the wrong person. So you want to get an understanding with these kind of people before you allow them to sit in your car, stand beside you. So, you know, I, understa- I understood what they were saying. Yeah, you wrote out a list of goals in uh, 1991, and you've accomplished all those goals. And, like, I believe in vision boards and writing things out. What gave you the idea to do that in 91? Well, you know, I read this book, Think and Grow Rich. It, it was a life-changing book for me. What it done for me was uh, expose the gifts that I had that I wasn't aware of. You know what I mean? And then it, it taught me structure with the gifts that I had. And I was able to, uh, you know, put everything that I read into action in, in so many areas of my life. And one was the goals, you know what I mean? To write something down, to be able to look at it every day, and to do something toward that goal every day was, uh, was a beautiful thing to uh, put in the structure. What I also thought was really inspirational was you talk about going to um, driving in the car for a couple of hours to go visit someone in jail, right? And seeing all this property as you're driving past it and saying to yourself that I want to own property one day. Right. And buying, you know, the compound that you live on, but also this island that you have off of Belize. So can you tell us how that came about? Because I don't know who thinks, like, I'm just going to go buy this island. Yeah. Well, I actually used to... uh ride to the penitentiary with my grandmother to visit my uncle when I was like eight, nine, ten years old. It was a, a, a joyful moment for me because I never had an opportunity to leave the hood. So on that ride, a penitentiary ride, I was observing all of this, you know, beautiful property. And for some reason, I think in my genetics, uh, I, I have love for land. And uh, I started dreaming on that ride, you know, and I'm like, grandmother, I want property like this one day. I'm going to have some property. Of course, like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I hear you. You know what I mean? But that was real with me. That was a seed that, that started that. And after getting the land, I realized that the serenity where the land was concerned, the privacy where the land was concerned was what I really appreciated most, which led to islands and you know, all type of private property that I accumulated to be able to uh, to go there. You know, a lot of people take a vacation one time a year. You know what I mean? I like to have that feel weekly if I can or whenever I want it because it opened up brain cells uh, when I'm able to go to these different places of serenity that, you know, normally wouldn't open in polluted areas. So why, why Belize, of all places? It was a, a, a spirit-filled thing. You know what I mean? When I went to Belize, the people, the water, the time, uh, the distance of getting to Belize from Houston a couple of hours, you know, I've like summed all of that up and I'm like, okay, this this is the spot. But I really felt good about the people of Belize, you know, they, they're real people. Are you building a resort or just your home or what's the plan for Belize? Well, a combination of both. I have two islands out there. Uh, one is six acres, the other one is three acres. And uh, I'm going to do a resort because I... You know, I tell everybody I don't, I don't love money, but I like it so much too. It's hard to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I definitely would like to collect. What's your relationship like with uh, Maxine Waters? Because she supported you publicly when you were being investigated by the FBI. Maxine Waters is uh, 
one of my favorite ladies on earth. She's a stand-up individual. If it had not been for her taking a stand along with Janet Reno, where these crooked DEA agents were concerned, then I may not be sitting here today. Did you know her? You didn't know her? You just No, I didn't really I didn't really know her prior to that, you know. I knew of her from a distance, but we really had opportunity to get to know one another during those stages. I feel like this book should be a movie. Yeah, it will be. I'm uh actually having several conversations mm-hmm. about that because it's it's deep and, and I think what I've done is is different than most. Are you afraid of anything that you put in the book? Like being that you have skated away from so much situations, like anything could come back? No, I don't I don't live in fear. I, mean, I wouldn't put anything in the book. You really think yeah. I'm gonna incriminate myself in any yeah. way? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that, man. Will there be a love story in the movie? You know, it's interesting to me because as a woman I know that sometimes for a man in yeah. business who you choose or yeah. uh, to be your partner is also pretty crucial to yeah. how successful you can be. Yeah, I agree with you 1,000%. I don't know if it'll be a love <laughs> 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 <My goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, though. You're right. The you're right. art and science of respect. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. We appreciate you for joining us this morning. Yeah. And we look forward to uh, seeing you on that island one day. OJJ hey, Prince. We're trying to, trying to get out there. Can we make this happen, hey, please? Let's go I've get been a trying. T- Let's go get a tan. To rally we, we, up the guys. We all deserve to get a tan. <laughs> I'm with you. Some of yeah. us need it more than others. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> all right. Okay. We have Jay Prince. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. You want to hear everybody? I hate when you got to act like you don't smell a fart in the room. You fart it? See, right now it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was eight people in here. Correct. Somebody clearly farted. Mm. Nobody said nothing. I don't I'm sure anything. everybody could smell, smell it. it. I'm sure everybody could smell it, but everybody just sat around and act it. like it wasn't them. I don't Mind smell you, it was only thing. one woman in the room. Correct. So I know none of the guys were going to sit around and claim it. They're like, oh, it's just a fart. It's like being in a locker room, whatever, whatever. But everybody just sat mm. around and act like they didn't smell that. Just I, think, I didn't claim it. I didn't it smell it. Now. No, they say whoever smelt it dealt it. No, that's that not is true. That's true. But that's just dumb and you logic. you over there on the other side of the room, we don't smell anything on this side. That's just dumb logic to think that whoever smelt it dealt it. No, whoever farted. This really <laughs> sounds like we're in high school right now. Guys, but I never really understood does. that logic. Whoever smelt yeah. it, dealt it. No, it's not the case. No one else smells it. You think it was Eddie? I think it was Eddie. All right. Yeah, I you're on one Eddie. side of the room. We're on this yeah. side. Well, it might have been Eddie. We don't smell yeah, anything. Eddie, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie over there in the corner like, ain't nobody going to smell this if I let it go. And you know it's not me because it's freezing in here. I have a blanket around my legs, so Eddie, a fart couldn't get Ed, out. Eddie's name mm. is Eddie F. And Eddie, F stands Eddie. for fart. Okay. Yes. All right, Eddie Fart. All right, anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's wow. talk Jada Pinkett. <laughs> it's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, another episode of Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett-Smith. That's her show on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she talks about her son, Jaden, and why she allowed him to move out when he was 15 years old. Because he was rich. At... 15 years old, Jaden, you got to a point where you told me straight up, you were like, Mom, I have to leave here to live my life. And I remember thinking to myself, as devastated as I was, 
I was like, he's right. Yeah. He's 15. It's time for him to leave the house. I knew. I told what? Will when Jaden was smaller, I said we'd be lucky to keep him in the house till he's 16 because he was so mature. Now, I'm, I'm a Pinkett Pink Smith Winfrey nose Carter. But that right there is so <laughs> out of touch with the real world. Absolutely. Jaden Smith is rich. At That's 15? why he was able to leave the house at 15. Doesn't matter how much money he has. Well, he was no. there as well. He's now 19 years old. So check out some more. He was making films. He, he, really, right. he, he could really manage his own life. His own life. Like being in this lifestyle, in Duh. this world, oh, yeah. is a bubble. Yeah. And he wanted out. And yes. I understood that. Yeah. Because I, I didn't have the bubble. Right. And I knew, I knew what having my freedom outside of the bubble, what I gained from that. And I knew that the sooner I let him go, the faster he was going to come back. And he had the money to move. The average 15-year-old is not moving out their parents' house because they can't afford to. It doesn't matter because even if my kids could afford to move out, they ain't moving out at 15. The average 15-year-old that moves out is a runaway. Yeah, okay? that's a runaway. That's that's at high called. school, 15 Where at high going? school? Nah, no yeah, way. And guess where they're going to run away and live? Nowhere. Grandparents' shelter. Grandparents' house, a friend. Jaden Smith had the money to go buy his own crib, apartment, something. All right, Demi Lovato has gotten some backlash. She was doing a Twitter Q&A with fans, and somebody asked her about the breast the best prank she ever pulled. She said, I hired a lady of the night in Vegas and sent her to Max's hotel room to surprise him. That's her bodyguard. She says she uh, walked into his room without permission and grabbed him in his area, and he freaked the F out. What area? You know what area. You know what area. Groin area. Oh. Now, everybody you're, you're a kinky dude, quickly man. went in on her and said that she had trivialized sexual assault with that little prank that she pulled. So she deleted the tweet and she said, for all of those coming at me right now, listen to the lyrics of Warrior and maybe you'll have more compassion for someone who made a simple mistake. Of all people I know about sexual abuse, you don't have to educate me. So in that song, she talks about an incident from her childhood. She said, there's a part of me I can't get back. A little girl grew up too fast. All it took was once, I'll never be the same. And she even had told Cosmopolitan Magazine about that song in 2013. She said, my family knows what it's about. When I'm ready to open up that subject with the outside world, then I'll be free to talk about it. But right now, it's kind of one of those things where the lyrics speak for me. It's all in the song. So... That's how she revealed kind of that she was having her own issues. Mm -hmm. All right, future. Now let's discuss a woman who is saying that um, she flew out to go see future and things didn't go according to plan. Now, her name is uh, Shamartis, and she posted the whole entire story. She said, OK, now that I'm settled in my room, I had to book. I can go on and tell y'all. I've been talking to Future since March. I chilled with him in Miami and went to the studio with him. He was so cool and nice. She said three days ago he told me to, he wanted to see me, so I, t I told him to book my flight. He told me to book it and said he would give me my money back. That never works out. Now she said she paid for her flight, which was $550. She said he had booked her room and left a key for her at the front desk, so she got settled in. She texted him. He called on FaceTime and said that she's supposed to be waiting on him in the room with lingerie. Now she said, I was thinking more of the studio, but I told him I wasn't on that type of time. We talked, but we don't talk enough for me to F him. So anyway, she said she goes back to her room later on and the key is not working. So yeah. she thought she deactivated it. You know, when they say you put the key yep. next to your phone, it deactivates. Well, she said she went to the front desk and they told her that she had to check out. I guess he canceled <laughs> That's the room. That's crazy. Dropping a clues bomb for future. I didn't hear nothing <laughs> wrong in this story. He, first of all, he made her book her own flight. You know why he made her book her own flight? Just in case. Yeah, and, and, and it don't leave a digital paper trail. I mean, just in case you got a 
you know, a woman who checking your situation, you know, you can't have that on your Amex card or your, your Visa debit card or nothing like that. You know? Not only who did you she, buy a flight for? She booked her own flight, <laughs> but she said that he was going to give her back 1,000%, he promised. So basically $5,500 is what he promised to give her. And so fortunately she was able to get her own room and she uh, stayed out there, but, you know. Unfortunate situation what, what did do for wrong? her. Are you trying to? I, I don't get what what are you trying to paint future as the bad guy in this situation. But the story did go viral. I guess you know he flew her. Well, she flew herself out, thinking that she was going to go to the studio with him, but he wasn't on that type of time. But at least he didn't come to the room and try to assault her or anything. She rap? He just basically. She he sings. probably don't know. Oh. She sing? Yeah, that's why she said she was in the studio with him in Miami. That's uh-huh. how she knows him. Mm. And they have been talking since. Uh. Whew. All right. Anyway, I'm Angela Yee. I forgot what the problem here in the story. I don't, <laughs> and that is your rumor. People Can't. were people were kind of going in on her and clowning her for that situation. Oh, they clowning her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just making sure. All right. Just trying to figure this out. For, why, why for, buying, for buying her own flight, thinking that she was going to get well, she, reimbursed. Nothing but, wrong. But with really, that. she really thought it was she was going in the studio to work. Yeah, she did. And he thought that she was staying in the room to work. And maybe she would have. You know, maybe she just didn't want to be like, yeah, come over here. I'm gonna be in lingerie. And Maybe nothing wrong with buying your own wanted flight. Wanted to be courted a little bit. You want to cheat with a man who got a woman, you got to buy your own flight. Because I can't have that on my... Um, he has a woman? My credit history. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that Jerry. is your rumor report. It's the truth to the matter. Charlamagne! Yes. Who are you giving your donk to? Speaking of the faithful male community, uh, which I am a proud resident in, there you uh, go. I would like to are talk about there? somebody who is not... <laughs> 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 I would like to talk about somebody who doesn't live there, okay? Uh, but and, and, and it's a reason that he doesn't live there, and that reason, her, her name is Kirsten Bailey. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her, please. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. donkey, 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 donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. At the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, June 5th goes to a young 21-year-old lady named Kirsten Bailey. Now, today's donkey is a teachable moment simply because it's just another example of why the FMC, a.k.a. the Faithful Male Community, is the fastest-growing community in America today. Drop one of the clues bombs for the FMC, damn it. Okay? From the young to the old brothers... We just don't want to be players no more, all right? It's just not worth it, all right? Good side chicks are hard to find, all right? As the urban philosopher Lil Baby said it, uh, when he was here on The Breakfast Club, he said this. Hey, These hoes ain't talking about nothing. That's it. That's it. All right? And your Uncle Charlotte tells you all the time, you can't save these hoes. That's Jesus' job. Now, I don't knock anybody who's still out there not being a part of the faithful male community. Everybody moves in this neighborhood at their own pace. But, my brother, I would tell you to move into this nice, secure, gated community soon because it's filthy out there where you live. All right? And Kirsten Bailey is yet another example of that. See, Kirsten is indeed a side chick. And like most side chicks, they don't want to remain side chicks. Not nowadays, okay? Some women aren't content being french fries. They need to be the burger. Some chicks aren't content being the rice and peas. They need to be the oxtail. Some chicks aren't content being the dirty rice. They need to be the two pieces of spicy chicken from Popeye's. Like, there's no such thing as a good side chick because eventually all of them get tired of being the backup dancer. And when they get tired of being the backup dancer, they will reveal themselves to your main sugar stain. Oh, it's only a matter of time before side chick reveals, overtake gender reveals is the new hot thing on the gram. Give it a minute. It's coming. Okay. I believe side chicks reveal themselves because they think it's going to make the main 
a woman leave and then they can have the man all of themselves or they reveal themselves to the main woman because they are mad at the guy, usually because the guy was cheating on the both of them. Now, I don't know why Kirsten decided to reveal herself, but her gender reveal definitely happened on the gram. See, the reason Kirsten Bailey is getting donkey today is because she sent photos. Imagine this. This is your side chick. She sent photos of the man's penis and sexual videos to the man's wife and his 14-year-old daughter. Mm-mm-mm. Kirsten isn't playing fair. His daughter is 14. Now, clearly, oh, she was just trying to. Re- she wasn't just trying to reveal herself. She was trying to embarrass this young man because there's no other reason for you to send penis pics to a man's daughter unless you are trying to shame him to death. And this is how I know this young man was cheating on his wife and side chick, and she was just fed up. Now. And good news, Kirsten admitted to sending the messages with the graphic content to their accounts, and she was arrested and booked into the East Baton Rouge Parish Prison, dropping the clues bombs for those police officers for doing the right thing, all right? And let this be a lesson to all you side chicks out there, okay? All right, she was charged on non-consensual disclosure of private images Mm. and indecent behavior with a juvenile. And personally, I don't feel sorry for her. And I don't feel sorry for any of the parties involved because this is what happens when you live in that neighborhood called infidelity, okay? This is the kind of crimes that happen in those neighborhoods, and you don't have to live there anymore. You are choosing to live there. You can move, and it costs you absolutely nothing to relocate to the faithful male community, okay? But if you choose to live in that poor and disenfranchised neighborhood called infidelity, may God be with you because people who create their own drama deserve their own karma. Please give Kirsten Bailey the sweet sounds in the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. I personally think they should build a wall around that neighborhood called Infidelity, but who am I? All right. But a member of the faithful male community. Proud resident. There you go. Been here two years. You learned a lot. This guy. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey like of it, the man. day. Grass is so much greener on this side. Only two years? Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. Don't get that man in trouble. You know what I'm saying? He said it. I did say he it. He slipped. Yeah, come I, on. <laughs> all right. Now, when we come back, shoot your shot, all right? If you want to holler at a chick, maybe you're single and want to holler at a chick, you can do so next, and the Breakfast Club will help you out. 800-585-1051. We'll do it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. We got Shane on the line. What's up, Shane? Hey, what's going on, y'all? What's up, man? Who you want to shoot your shot with, Shane? Um, so I, uh, I there's this girl, uh, Gina, and you know, I, I think she's she's pretty awesome. You know, really smoking hot and everything. And I, I just think like personality-wise, we mesh really well. And I just, I need y'all's help with just getting me, uh, getting me that next date. You know, smoking hot. You said. I look, man. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I got like crazy preferences or anything, but I, I think in my eyes, I mean, this girl's smoking hot. Describe yeah. so, you, so you Describe guys have him. already gone out? No, 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 no. We know each other. We met each other through like mutual friends and all. But it's, um, I'm, I'm trying to get to that date. Okay. Yeah. Describe what you look like. Describe what I look like? No, no man. Yeah, Charlamagne yeah, wants to know what Charlamagne you look like. Kind of I mean, you what never the girl know what I look like? I'll describe what I look like. But I mean, what the girl um, look like? No, no, what she looks like, um, you know, she's a uh, she's white girl, you know, um, long brown hair. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, average, 
average kind of a, a figure, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to feel like small or big or nothing like that. But I mean, to me, she looks. I mean, she's hot. She built she's like an ironing board. She built like an ironing yeah, board. Curves, curves in the right places. Let's say that. Okay, and you're white too. Can right? you stop chewing on them thing, man? Huh? You're white. I am. Okay. You can't tell he's white. He said smoking hot. Who says smoking hot? That is very true. All right. Envy might. I, I might. <laughs> all right. All right. When we come back, we're going to call Gina up. Now, do you know what you're going to say? Do you know how you're going to approach this or what? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think I have a, a pretty pretty good idea about what I want to say and everything. So, What rap lyric yeah, are you I quoting? I know you, got some, I know you got some rap lyrics to quote. What are you going to quote? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I want to get into that with her yet because uh, I don't want to scare her off or anything like that. So okay. have you guys been texting or anything? Uh, I mean, we've texted a little bit back and forth, yeah. I mean, okay. nothing nothing like crazy and nothing like, you know, scandalous or serious or nothing like that. Scandalous. But I, mean, I want to try to, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want right. to push her away. I'm trying to get her, get over my All corner. right, enough of the yapping. Let's call Becky and let's see if we can make this happen. Oh, my God. Uh, her name That's is Gina. Not not oh, Becky. Gina, my All fault. Right. We'll I thought you said Becky. We'll call her when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of shoot your shot. Shane is about to call Gina. Let's call. Hello. Hey, Gina. It's 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 me. It's Shane. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Not much. Not much. You know, look, I I uh, wanted to uh, try to reach out to you and everything. You know, I know. You know, we've kind of been a, a little bit texting back and forth. I. I, I really want to, you know, kind of take it up a notch. You know, I want to, I want to try to take you out on a proper date and everything, and you know, try to see if we can make something happen here. But uh, I, I got to be real with you. You know, I want to be upfront and I want to just start this thing off fresh. Uh, you know, if we're gonna go out, I'm gonna need you to agree to just six months of celibacy and everything, because you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty straight, and you know, I know what I want to do with my life, and I know how, how I kind of live my life, and I just want to make sure you're kind of in that same position, make sure you're the right one for me and everything. I'm sorry. I, I, this is like a little confusing, man, because you said you wanted to take me out on a date. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to just, you know, want to, want to, I want to take you out. You know, and we can just kind of get to know each other a little bit more, just kind of one on one and everything. But like I said, you know, I, I just need you to agree up front. You know, six months of celibacy and everything, because I want to make sure that we're kind of, you know, just focusing on each other and everything. I you like kind of like jumping to conclusions though, like, like what makes you think that you would get past the first date? This is like. <laughs> One ego you've got. All right, all right. Look, look, look. I don't know what you're getting all defensive about. If you know, I mean, it's. Um, I'm just. I'm putting it out there. I'm being upfront with you and everything. I don't see. Like, if we're gonna go out and if we're gonna like kind of, you know, try to make something happen. I mean, I. I, I don't see what's wrong with kind of just, you know, kind of agreeing to like a one-on-one -on -one thing here. No, no, I. No. You're ridiculous. Okay, yeah, this isn't going too this well. Is why, yeah, this Gina, is Gina, this is why you have to date black Damn, guys. Gina. Because white men are too privileged and too entitled. You Man. see how he just he just was forcing himself. <laughs> well, go on to Gina. This is this DJ is disgusting. MD, I am Angela disgusted. Yee and Charlemagne the guy from the Breakfast Club. How are this you? This is crazy. How are you, Gina? I am I am disgusted <laughs> for you right now. I don't see what the big deal is with me asking her a straight question about that though. But you guys haven't even gone on one date yet. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is kind of establishing. I'm not gonna like surprise her with something after we go out. You know, it's like, oh, hey, you by don't the even way, know if she want to go out with you yet. You telling her she got to be celibate for six yeah, months? What's wrong with you? She, she might not even want to have sex man. with you. Why do white people always? Why do white men always want to tell women what to do with their bodies? Huh? No, same no, way y'all. Same way y'all want to shut Planned Parenthood <laughs> down. You know, I'm just I'm being I'm being upfront with her. I'm trying to lay out, you know, exactly, you know, kind of how I live my life. Can you at least you kiss the girl first? Well, Gina, why don't you be upfront with him and tell him what you want? 
I think he can go to hell because I'm not going to Hey, go to hell. Let me ask you a question, sir. Do you like? Do you believe in Planned Parenthood? Look, whatever a woman wants to do, that's fine. I'm not going to take sides well, on that. Well, give Gina the same okay, respect, so then. Why are you asking oh me that? That doesn't make any sense. That's different, though. That's different, you know? It's like, different. look, if, if we're having a, a, you know, kind of a one-on-one mm-hmm. relationship that we're kind of building out, what's wrong with kind of just being focused on each other? This is not going good. All right. Well, guess there's no first date here. Okay. I, I don't even I don't even want to do it anymore. So, it's, cool. I mean, it's all good. Oh, now, she didn't oh, want to do it at all. She didn't want to do it anyway. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. How are you going to repeal a bill that don't she don't even do want? You're a jerk, Shane. <laughs> Shane is crazy. All right, sorry for wasting your time, Gina. Have a good day, uh, Gina. <laughs> no, Blessings to you. for bringing this out. Shane, I hope you have a terrible day. <laughs> Bye. Goodness gracious. All right. Choochie shot. Up next, we have your rumor report. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Well, Drake wanted to dance with Pusha, but not no more. My goodness. Push, Morning, Push Pusha knocked that Hennessy out of his hand and got Chris Breezy with the dance moves, and Drake said, nope, I'm good. What's wrong with you today? <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. Oh, we've been working together eight years, and you just decided to ask what's wrong with me today? You're right. You're right. Today? Yeah. I thought he was going to say nothing's wrong with me, but he said, okay. Today's I very standout for you. Today? All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye West. It's This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, as y'all know, Kanye West did have a whole lot of people come out to Wyoming to hear his album, Yay, before it came out, the day before it came out. Now, he was using the Diamond Cross Ranch, and now the owner is saying that she is no longer going to allow rappers <laughs> That's foul. to use her facility. You niggers can't go no goddamn where! <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, apparently, Kanye violated the strict noise ordinances of the county, and he, he changed his plans a lot. They said the party was supposed to be over by 10, but guess what time it started? 9.30. Oh. Started at 9.30. They said her husband even threatened to cut off the power around midnight unless they ended the event. I'm going to cut the lights off on all these darkies. Can't see them out here no way. But it was more than black people there. There was uh, all types yeah, of people there. There was event. white people. There was Asian people. Oh, that, that, was oh, a, well, that was Jonah Hill. By the way, there's never been that much white people wow. in Wyoming. White ever. people? You mean I mean, black, black people. people. Uh, I was going to say there's definitely Wyoming. been that many yeah, white people. There's never been that much black people in Wyoming. <laughs> ever. Not at one time. I refuse to believe that. Now, she also says the organizers should have been charged at least $50,000 instead of the price that they actually paid. We don't know what that price was, but she probably saw all them private jets coming in. Mm-hmm. They probably saw, um, you know, Kanye probably was like, I'm going to have a little listening session, just invite a few people, and next thing you know, <laughs> 300 people show up. Goodness gracious. Right, so she did say there's no hard feelings toward Kanye, his team, or his guests. And you know, when somebody does an event like this, people probably called up the ranch, how much for me to rent out the ranch? I'm going to have a party there too. And no, you're not. Mm-hmm. I will say Wyoming is a beautiful place, though. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful place. Now, beautiful, beautiful landscape. Let's discuss Rihanna. She is single again, according to sources. She has split up with her billionaire boyfriend Hassan Jamil. And why did that happen? Well, according to reports, they're saying that they were together for a while, but she just got bored. She got tired of him, and sometimes she just gets tired of men. She so. told you she was a savage. Yeah. Don't she feel moved sorry on. for you. You shouldn't be... Uh, <laughs> Slap the hell out of you. I see you crying over Rihanna. Surprise. Now, she told Vogue magazine when she did a cover story, I used to feel guilty about taking personal time, but I also think I never met someone who was worth it before. Even mentally, just to be away from my phone, to be in the moment, that has been key for my growth. 
So I guess uh, he survived for quite some time with her, but now she's over it. Hey, man, she's a, she told you she was a savage. At least you got the memories you know what Rihanna smelled like. That's all you can ask for in life, right? Russell Wilson and Sierra, they are planning to invest in bringing a Major League Baseball team to Portland. They have invested in the Portland Diamond Project, and that is the plan with that project. The uh, project is led by retired Nike executive Craig Cheek, and they want to purchase land in the Portland area and start the process of building an arena. So let's see if that happens. And the MLB would still have to award them with an expansion franchise. How difficult then, is that, though? Because you got to think about it. Man. All the players, because they just don't give you great players. You got to start from the duh. So that takes you've seen expansion teams before. It takes a while to build. Yeah, and I'm sure that I'm sure they've already been in talks to see if this is even a possibility before they actually start breaking ground and building and all of that. So it could happen and she could be a minority owner. Drop on the clues bombs for Russell Wilson and Sierra. It's a beautiful thing there, a beautiful couple. And I'm just glad that Sierra's staying away from our recording studios. She got no album coming out. She got to come up here. All right. All right. Sarah Gilbert, she is speaking out about Roseanne getting canceled, ABC pulling the plug on that reboot. And here's what she said on her show, The Talk. I will say I'm, I'm proud of the show we made. The show has always been about diversity, love, and inclusion. Yes. And it's sad to see it end in this way. I'm sad for the people who lost their jobs in the process. Yes. However, I do stand behind the decision that ABC made. I know Sarah Gilbert happy she kept her day job. Yeah, why would she quit? Jesus. Now, you know ABC is still planning to perhaps move forward with that second boot of reboot of Roseanne, and that could be with her, with the character of Darlene, Sarah Gilbert's character. And so we'll know soon enough whether or not that's going to happen. The only snag is if they have to actually end up still paying Roseanne because she did create the show, but they could argue that it's a different show now. I thought about this last night. I think they should kill off the character of Roseanne, right? Like the house catches on fire. Her Muslim neighbors come over to save her. But as they save her, she still ends up dying because of the the burn injuries. But as she's dying, she realizes that, wow, I misjudged these people. And these are great people. That's her last words. That's yes. A, that's thought of that. I think that would be good. But that's not her true feeling. They should just let her I die. I don't care. They should <laughs> run, the bitch burn. They should run in the building and see her burning and be like, nah, not you. And then save everybody else. <laughs> No, that would All right, be right, now, Oprah is going to be honored with an exhibit in the <laughs> National Museum of African American History. So that's dope. She's getting her own that exhibit. Is dope. That is In dope. the museum, it's, in, it's called Watching Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey Show, and American Culture. So it's going to pay homage to her career in journalism, film, and business. They're going to have vintage video clips, interview segments, movie costumes, and personal photos and journals that chronicle her influence. They're dropping the clues bombs for God's only begotten daughter, Miss Oprah Winfrey. You know, she originally donated $21 million to the museum. So she was the largest wow. individual benefactor. Light work. All right. And Oprah's also, by the way, buying a huge island estate that's going to be just north of Seattle. It's a 43-acre estate. And she purchased it for $8.275 million. So she's going to have this whole entire little island all to herself. It's an island in Seattle? Yeah. It's like a, it's called Orcas Island. It's Mm. tucked away in an inlet north of Seattle. Okay. What do Oprah does with all these houses? They said that island is a hot spot for whale watching. She, wow. she will watch whales. When you get that rich, they ain't got nothing else ain't to do. Nothing. They just buy <laughs> islands and watch whales. Just watch whales, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm yep. not mad at that. I bet you that's so peaceful Ooh. and so serene. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next goldfish. is the mix. But before the mix, we're gonna um, are we gonna do that launch? You gonna tell us what that launch is? Cause I don't remember. What's the launch? 
I'm sitting there thinking about how I got to get my life together because I don't even got a big fish tank. Oh, oh, oh. Oprah got a whole ocean with a whale. Well, go buy your fish tank, man. I buy your goldfish. All right. Oprah, your mama? Yes. No. All right. You should be able to go watch the whales. Yes. Okay. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) This is about the iHeart Festival, right? All right. What, what iHeart Festival? Hey, let's listen. Shut up. You don't know what the iHeart Festival is? I know what it is. Every year where Envy impregnates his wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's Envy's annual impregnation. All right, let's go.